Hello and welcome to another weekly podcast from Hilltop United Methodist Church in Mankato, Minnesota. If you're in the Mankato area, join us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. If you'd like to learn more, visit us at MankatoHilltop.org. Best of all, God is with us. The scripture reading this morning comes from... Um, 2 Samuel, this is the prophet Nathan speaking to David. So we've been looking at Isaiah and Isaiah and Isaiah, and now when we get to this fourth Sunday of Advent, it switches to Nathan, and he's talking about the presence of God with the people. So let's read together here. I'm sorry, I'm going to read, and you can follow along. Before long, the king made himself at home, and God gave him peace from all his enemies. Then one day, King David said to Nathan the prophet, look at this, here I am comfortable in a luxurious house of cedar, and the chest of God sits in a plain tent. Nathan told the king, whatever is on your heart, go and do it. God is with you. But that night, the word of God came to Nathan, saying, go and tell my servant David, this is God's word on the matter. You're going to build a house for me to live in. Why? I haven't lived in a house from the time I brought the children of Israel up from Egypt until now. All that time I've moved about with nothing but a tent. And in all my travels with Israel, did I ever say to any of the leaders, I command to shepherd Israel, why haven't you built me a house of cedar? So here is what you are to tell my servant David. The God of the angel armies has this word for you. I took you from the pasture, tagging along after sheep, and made you prince over my people, Israel. I was with you everywhere you went and mowed down your enemies down before you. Now I am making you famous to be ranked with the great names on earth. And I'm going to set aside a place for my people Israel and plant them there so they'll have their own home and not be knocked around anymore. Nor will evil men afflict you as they always have. Even during the days I sent judges over my people Israel, finally, I'm going to give you peace from all of your enemies. Furthermore, God has this message for you. God himself will build you a house. Your family and your kingdom are permanently secured. I'm keeping my eye on them. And your royal throne will always be there, rock solid. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of Holy Scripture. At this point in time, we're going to hear an update from one of our members, Steph Putzier. I'm going to invite Steph. Steph was on mission to Sierra Leone a while back, and you probably want to know what happened. Well, she's here to tell you today. So, Steph, let me get the microphone for you. It's right over here. And we want to hear about your trip from Sierra Leone. Um. Yes, I went to Sierra Leone in November with uh, six other people for a medical mission trip with Africa Uplifted. Um, it's a, a um, nonprofit that has been around for 15 years, uh, trying to better the um, to better the lives of the people of Sierra Leone. Um, we do. I go on medical missions just because that's what I do, but they also help the help the schools and the churches, et cetera, there. Next slide, please. Um, so if you're geographically challenged as, as I was before I went the first time, um, 
So Sierra Leone is in West Africa. Oh, sorry. So Sierra Leone is this little country, West Africa, the one in red here, uh, with Guinea up above and Liberia down below. Next slide, please. And then, um, so here it is. And we go, it's hard to read for me. We go right about in there. And Freetown, we fly to Freetown, which is on the coast here, and then have to get across the, for some reason they built the, the airport across the water from the rest of the country. So, and that's a whole story in and of itself. There are various ways of getting across the water, um, but to get to the rest of the country. Next slide. And so, um, English is the official language of the country, but only the educated people speak English. The rest of the country speaks whatever tribal language um, they are, depending on what region of the country you're in. So we're in the, we have always gone to the northern province where they speak Temne. Um, so this is the area we go to. So we always have translators. Although I've picked up a little Temne um, in the 10 times I've gone. And it's always a source of amusement for the people I talk to. <laughs> but I'm always there for that too. Next slide, please. So people have been extremely generous, especially this time, um, in donations. Um, we had donation, monetary donations of people here at church. Um, it helped out. Uh, also, multivitamins, dresses. Paulette Booker, Jim's wife, made 100 beautiful dresses that we took over there. Um, this lady from lady ladies from the First United Methodist Church in Redwood Falls made 476 dresses, which were not sorted by size. So here they are sorted by size in our guest room. Um, we were not able to take all of those, um, but a lot of them went to Operation Christmas Child, so Paulette Adams helped me um, distribute those. We were able to take some that were of the bright colors for Africa, and um, some more will be going over with the February group to Sierra Leone. Um, Paulette Adams also crocheted some beautiful caps, which you'll see later. Um, one of the members of our group had a birthday party for herself in October and asked people to donate um, eyeglasses, like, you know, just at drugstore reader types, because unlike here, they can't go over to Walmart and just pick up some readers that they don't have those. And a lot of people had trouble, you know, reading. If you're over 40, Matt, um, you have trouble reading. Like the rest of us have had that trouble for much longer. Um, so we do got donations of those as well. And uh, a Girl Scout troop made bracelets that we also gave away. So people were incredibly, incredibly um, extravagantly, extravagantly generous. Next slide. Um, so here is a little dark. Um, but these are people lined up for clinic. And people walk for miles 
That's the primary mode of transportation in the villages, which is where we go for clinic. And we just do primary care clinic. Um, and uh, main things we treat, uh, malaria, worms, and upper respiratory infections, plus a tuberculosis, and appendicitis thrown in. Those we, those we read for. Next slide, please. Done. Oh, they also have um, excellent prenatal care in the clinic, and then uh, try to get the ladies to deliver their babies in the clinic if possible, um, if they live close enough, if they live too far away, and give them delivery kits, which uh, help decrease the um, infection rate. And this this is from five years ago. This is the day, day we first showed up to clinic in Monoco. Um, lady had just delivered a little boy and so we asked what the little boy's name was and hadn't named it yet and the nurse came in and asked Paula Peterson well what's your name she said Paula so she ran back and asked the mom it's okay if we name your baby Paula sure so this is baby boy Paula <laughs> next slide this was last month, and this is five-year-old Paula, who's very healthy. That's his mom, and so great to see him. And there are no, there are no steps in in Monoco. <laughs> There's several Bobs though, <laughs> Bob Berg. Next slide. Um, when I first started going, we had absolutely no labs available. It was all, um, all diagnoses were based on history and physical. For the last several years, we've had um, been able to test for malaria, which is really not, it's just a finger stick. You just poke the finger and then drop a blood on a little slide, and within a few minutes, you can see if somebody's positive for malaria or not. And then this year, for the first time, we were able to test for typhoid. Um, the symptoms are very similar to malaria, so that was neat. So this is Michael, one of our teammates. He's testing for malaria, and there's a mom with her kid. This is, um, it, we went to two, two different villages. Uh, Monoko is the one we go to the most often. Uh, Yonibana is the other one we went to this time. Um, the gal in the back who's partially obscured is Julie, she's a, an RN from Minnesota. She, um, she was seeing patients, and I was just consulting that time, but she's able to see uh, patients independently. For the majority of the time, her translator has her back to us and the lady with her baby on the right. Next slide. Uh, and I'm seeing patients there, and my translator's on the left. She's a, a nurse midwife, and she's excellent. <coughs> She does great with preventive medicine, teaching patients how to avoid getting sick a lot of times. Next slide. And here in the US, I only see adults. <coughs> there I see all ages, including the youngest one here is a three week old. Um, so that's kind of fun. Next slide. And this, here's a little kid that three week old was quite ill. 
but uh, you're following closely. This little 20-month-old who is quite sick. Um, and we sent him to the hospital. And after we see them in the clinic, then they sit um, back in the waiting area. They're waiting for the pharmacy. Next slide. Here's the pharmacy. Um, Jeff's a retired banker. On the right is Barb. She's a uh, his hairdresser. And <laughs> she actually used to be his hairdresser. And then a nurse. So, uh, so they're filling with scripts. Next slide. And also the pharmacy is extremely busy because not only were they handing out the medicines, they were handing out the dresses and the caps and glasses. Next slide. So there's another kid I was dressed in a cap. Next slide. And here's twins, also with caps. Next slide. And look at that. Those cuties. They even color coordinated them. <coughs> Next. I just love these pictures. Next slide. And then at the Yoni Bonnet Clinic, the staff wanted to hand theirs out themselves, so we just took this photo real quick. Next slide. Um, we first, this is from 20, 2007 when I first started going. Most of this is Minoko. Most of the um, homes had thatch, thatched, roof, thatched roofs. Next slide. Now most of them have uh, steel roofs, so that, um, they're more prosperous. Next slide. And uh, we see a lot of goats there now, so they, they've added uh, meat to their diet once in a while. It's mostly rice steel. Next slide. Um, we've also improved the schools. This is early on where the schools were really crowded and they just had volunteer teachers. Next slide. We improved the schools, upgraded them. Um, the more spacious, they have better um, facilities. Next slide. Um, another one more recent. Next slide. They have, they've also added, uh, used to be to first through sixth grade, now they added uh, kindergarten and pre-K. Next slide. These are the little kiddos. Next slide. They also had a school lunch, I think I mentioned last year, which is a huge thing. So these kids, next slide, now get two meals a day instead of just one, which is mostly rice. So we improved the nutrition of the villagers, especially the kids. Next slide. Uh, this is uh, People dress, really dress up for church. I am very underdressed today. Next slide. Um, see the lady on the left, very well dressed. Next slide. And this is, oh, they, they, there a lot of, there's a lot of singing in church and uh, several offerings and really long services. Man, I like that. Um, the, the guy on the right, my son-in-law wants wanted me to bring back a percussion instrument because he's a percussionist. And uh, the, the gentleman on the right is playing this instrument that I've seen played every single time I've gone. And it's a bent piece of rebar with a, with a metal um, thing that he hits it with. I was not able to, I could not find that in any shops but maybe I can get that. Uh, Randy, maybe, maybe you could do that for me. <laughs> so they do have the 
unfortunately, they did not play the drum set uh, while we were there. Scott, they're not nearly as talented as you on that. They just bang it really hard. Next slide. Uh, they work really hard, the people. Uh, this lady's pounding rice. Next slide. Uh, they cook on open fires outside, so do see some burns or kids trip and fall into a fire. Didn't see any this time, but I've seen it in the past. Next slide. Uh, they dig wells by hand, which is really impressive. Next slide. Um, but the, now they haul water just from the wells instead of all the way from the river, so that that's better, plus the water is a lot cleaner in the wells. Next slide. And there's a water tower next to the clinic. Next slide. And they harvest the sand that they sell to the construction companies. Next slide. And they make mud bricks there by hand. Next slide. And there's your universal baby carrier. And it's, it's amazing they can get babies that are sound asleep and get them on their backs by themselves, wrap them up like that. It's just, and this is one of my favorite pictures. Next slide. And they carry everything on their heads. Like that is a sewing machine. Um, next slide. That lady is kind of hard to see. It's a cooler, a big cooler on her head. Next slide. And that guy has a, those are 50 pound bags of rice. I'm not sure if he has one or two bags on his head. They, have, they carry amazing weights on their head. I'm, I'm really surprised that I don't see neck problems there. Next slide. Um, this is we, we donated um, four bags of rice to the amputee camp. Um, these are people that suffered amputations during the Civil War. 11-year civil war, and they used to get government assistance, but they no longer do, so. Next slide. And these, these are some of uh, Paulette Booker's dresses from a year ago. And they're just beautiful. So we, we stay in the, um, there's a school for the hearing impaired, and they rent out rooms where we stayed. And, uh, and some of these kids are abandoned by their families because they just don't know how to deal with them, but they, they raise them up in the school, teach them, and they teach them trades also. And it's run by the Catholic Church. It's really nice. Next slide. So um, last year, I can't remember how many dresses Paulette made last year. I think it was like, 40 or 50, and then this year she made 100 dresses. Um, and this is Sister Amala, the head of the school. And um, can you go back a slide, Don? Just if you get, see the, the little boy over my right shoulder, he's making a face. <laughs> it's just hilarious. It's like kids everywhere, you know? Little boys make faces. <laughs> And it cracks me up. I didn't notice it at first. Paulette pointed it out to me. Next slide. Um, so they are lined up getting, getting their dresses. Oh, there's also a lady um, here in town that just called up the church office and donated some dresses and in shorts and took some of those over. So we had some shorts for boys. Next slide. 
Um, and there's a special little girl that God put on the heart of, of Paulette that wanted her to get a special dress. Next slide. And here's kids. They, we give them out, give out stickers in the clinic and one of the translators thought they needed them on their foreheads instead of their arms. <laughs> Looks funny. Next slide. And it's more cute kids. Next slide. Next slide. This is a termite mound. I've never seen those in the US. They get amazingly tall. Next slide. And this is efficient packing. They they'll take the seats out of these buses and put benches in so you can pack even more people inside. But that, that was the most amazing packing I've seen ever. Next slide. And that's a blue, our driver. He, uh, he and his brother established an orphanage right after the war. And they've, they have a house mother that is still with them. They've moved the orphanage from one city to another when the rent went up. And they have saved hundreds of kids and supported them, raised them in a Christian household. And now they have a school too. So, and he, people suffered atrocities during that war and he and the other people um, forgiven each other. They, you know, they do like Jesus did, forgive those who hurt you, which is hard for me to do. And another thing, just one last thing that we can take, learn lessons from the people of Sierra Leone. Sierra Leone. They've forgiven each other for the atrocities in that war. And the Muslim, it's mostly a Muslim country, um, but Muslims and Christians live side by side together in peace. And they, if someone converts from Islam to Christianity, it's fine. Nobody gets their dander up. So, I get blessed every time I go there. Thanks for listening to another podcast from Hilltop United Methodist Church in Mankato, Minnesota. Don't forget to visit us online at MankatoHilltop.org.